do you consent to being recorded? I do. That was actually, when we talk about it, one of my favorite things is them trying to figure out how to ask people if they can be recorded. <laughs> it's on my list. <laughs> okay, good. Um, so that kind of gives a little bit away um, if we keep that in. But so, so, well, one, welcome to season four of Single Best Scene. We did it. Look at us. Look how far we've come. Look at us. I'm trying to think our... I don't even know when our first episode came out 2020 look at where we are look at where we started I mean it's Hamilton up in here slash TikTok if that's you only know that time from TikTok oh I love those um memes where they make fun of the husbands yeah it's always about their husband but it's funny every time yeah they're like where's I can't find my keys it's like (laughs) yeah I love those I've been on TikTok a lot lately so too much every day um I sent you every fashion critique I can find I sent you a really funny one today and now I can't remember what the guy Oh, it was that if you don't have anything nice to say, uh, don't say it to them. <laughs> yeah, don't say it to the person it's about. Say it to me. I need low stakes gossip. Um, I follow a guy who actually like the executive producer on the new How I Met Your Father, mm. and he does this thing. It's Dan Levy or Levy. I don't know which one. Um, and he does this thing where he'll put like a question box up and be like, tell me your gossip. Like I love gossip and no one tells me anymore. And so that it'll just be random people writing in. It's like not secrets either. It's like gossip, which is so much more fun than when people do the secrets. Cause I feel like tell me your secrets is always like the secrets are dark. They're so dark. Yeah. Or they're just it's like, like very... I'm cheating on my husband of 20 years with his brother. Yeah. Or they're just like very like weird. Uh-huh. And so, but the gossip ones are just like, I can't stand my sister-in-law. Like, <laughs> like I don't know, the stakes are so much lower for gossip yeah. or like, oh, I think I found out that my boss is like, I don't know, having an affair, whatever, where you're yeah. not the, you right, don't gossip right, about yourself. Right. right. Secrets are about you. Gossip yeah. is about others. <laughs> yes. Which sometimes you do need like the lowest grade gossip. Uh-huh. It's and like, like a lot of details, a lot of speculation. Yeah. Or like if I tell anybody there's a 0% chance they'll know because this doesn't <laughs> affect me. So it doesn't affect my circle. Uh-huh. that's my exactly. true favorite level of gossip is just it's probably why I like to overhear people at bars and restaurants yeah. I'm just a big eavesdropper because <laughs> it's kind of like gossip I don't ever know them and I can retell people later <laughs> um true. so today's episode that we're going over for our season four premiere really got me thinking about podcasts mm-hmm. so if you could guest star on any podcast that you listen to or have mm-hmm. listened to in the past for your question of the week which podcast would you do um that's interesting I <laughs> wish you. I was funny <laughs> enough to be on scam goddess mm-hmm. um Lacey Mosley's podcast I am not funny enough to be on that podcast but I wish I was. It always the, her guests always sound like they're having so much fun. What What about you? What podcast would you want to be on? So I've been thinking a lot about it since I originally thought of this question. I don't think I would do a true crime one because I don't want to get murdered. No, um, I think if Bitch Sesh, which is a Real Housewives breakdown, but it's with mm. Casey Wilson from like Happy Endings and everything, and Danielle Schneider, I think that would be a really fun one to be a part of, like to be a guest on or keep it. I don't think I'm funny enough, fast enough, or witty enough to go on Keep It, but that would be... Yeah, they're so witty. They're so fucking witty. And also, when like, they'll just, like, poof, like, just random, like, word association to a mm-hmm. 1937 supporting actress nominee. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah. wow, it took me five minutes to get there. But that <gasps> would be my dream, like, if I was funnier. Keep It. I think I could be on Bitch Sesh with my hot takes on The Housewives. There you go. But... Um, those two, but that goes into the episode that we're covering today. So you want to jump, you want to jump, would you want to guest star on the episode we're covering today? Like, (laughs) would you want to be on their podcast? Oh, on their podcast? I thought you were going to be on on... my own podcast. I was like, I was going to say, would you like to be a guest today, Sophie? (laughs) This is my podcast now. (laughs) (laughs) Would you like to guest? You can yell at me about, um, my delivery. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's a little harsh. You'll notice it's hurting the ears. (laughs) um no would you guest star on only murders in the building if they call if they were like you were at the arcade would you do it um i mean yeah sure they're like we signed it across the street from the arcadia or whatever that's how you say it right arcadia i don't know i kind of like faded out of the word like i started saying it and then just stopped saying it Mm -hmm. because i couldn't remember Um, i think it's the arcadia arconia arconia 
We're the ready. reason that I think, obviously you live in New York, so obviously this whole show, we will do our intro in a second, but this whole show, I did think of you because of the way Mabel paints her apartment is so rear window, which seems like something you would also do. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That, that, we'll get into it. Yes, we, we'll get we'll into it. We'll get into, into the apartments. Okay. Here we go. I'm Sophie and I'm Maddie and welcome to the first episode of season four of Single Best Scene. This week we're covering only murders in the building. So a (laughs) brief description of what it's about if you're just tuning in because you found us or haven't watched the show. Um, Three strangers share an obsession with true crime and suddenly find themselves wrapped in one. When a grisly death occurs inside their exclusive Upper West Side apartment building, the trio suspects murder and employs their precise knowledge of true crime to investigate the truth. Perhaps even more explosive are the lies they tell one another. Soon the endangered trio comes to realize a killer might be living among them as they race to decipher the mounting clues before it's too late. So, Sophie, why did you watch Only Murders in the Building? Yeah, I, uh, it was being promoted on heavily, heavily <laughs> everywhere. everywhere. Truly, and I don't know if that's just because it was set in New York and I'm in New York, and so we were getting extra like billboards everywhere or whatever, but it was being very heavily promoted, and I don't know, it had like a couple of my friends had seen it and, and said it was cute, and... <clears throat> It was really low stakes, right? The episodes are only 30 minutes. So yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, well, Selena Gomez, I liked her in Wizards of Waverly Place. That feels like the last thing she was in that I saw. It's always shocking to me that she's like one of the most followed people on Instagram. Like she is su- yeah. like extremely famous and she doesn't feel that famous to me. No, right? She seems sort of like everyone else who came out of Disney. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't love Steve Martin or Martin Short necessarily. And I was like, this seems sort of like a weird dynamic. I feel like if the odds are two old people to one young person, it's going to be a show for old people. Mm, fair. Like, I don't really know, but whatever. I was, I have you know, sometime within a couple of weeks of it coming out. I, I do think I started watching it before it was all out. Oh, wow. That's shocking for you. Yeah. They were only doing it one week at a time and... I think I watched the first like maybe four and then had to wait one and I did I did watch them one week at a time I didn't wait till the end and then binge like I normally do um and maybe because it is an easy like 30 minute show in English mm-hmm. and so like if I was like in between stuff or whatever like it was an easy thing to put on I think it came out on like Sundays or some like normal day Thursdays I don't really know but um, yeah, I made it easy for me to just like throw it on. But. Makes sense. I obviously um, I hadn't watched it before we decided to do it for the podcast. My parents were really into it, which I guess goes to your theory of like two old people <laughs> to one young person. It's like not our demographic, mm-hmm. but I actually was like very grateful for it because when we drove to Illinois, my parents let us listen to true crime podcasts because they were like, it's like the show, like, cause my, they don't really ever my mom will listen to this podcast so hi mom and my dad lies and says he does but I, I think he's listened to like two maybe of oh this. I don't think my parents know I have a podcast <laughs> so. my mom bedazzled her sticker on her yeti oh so she is a fan she put earrings on us so cute it's a lot um but I was grateful because they were like oh my gosh this is the exact same way they lay out the podcast on only murders in the building and I was mm-hmm. like sure whatever but then oh, they both- that's hilarious they hadn't listened to a true crime no. podcast. oh my god which is hysterical because everyone like the general population probably was doing the reverse right right <laughs> no the first true crime podcast they listened to was on the way to illinois what, what did they listen to um i think we listened to we like listened cereal to, no it was like i just found one so we listened to suspect on the way down which was about a halloween party where the host gets murdered wow and we listened to that one. It was really interesting. And then on the way back, we listened to the dating show killer, which mm. was a serial killer who went on the dating show in the seventies, like wow. Um, 
So, but both of them, when I told them we were doing this for the show, they were both like, oh, I liked that show. Can't remember who the killer is. And I was like, great. So interesting. You know what I mean? Like such an interesting <laughs> thing when that's the whole thing. And so like the whole point of the show. <laughs> right. Um, but this kind of goes into the pilot where when I was watching it, I was like, okay, I get why my parents liked the show. Mm-hmm. And that like, it's, it's kind of like a background show, but you have to pay attention just enough. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't looking for red herrings. I didn't try to solve it before. Mm-hmm. I did solve it before for the record, but mm-hmm. I didn't, Same. I wasn't actively trying. <laughs> yeah. It just kind of also like when it's only, when it's in the apartment, it kind of whittled it down to like right the people they were showing on camera. Yeah. Um, but I was like pleasantly surprised by the, the do like the trio and liking yeah. them together. Cause mm-hmm. I am not a huge or wasn't before a huge Martin short fan because I hated him in unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Um, like so much when he was that plastic surgeon hmm. and it kind of put a bad taste in my mouth about him as an actor. Um, but I like pleasantly surprised by their chemistry as a little trio and the story actually existing in multiple timelines that made sense. Yeah. What did you think about the pilot? Sorry, I kind of jumped right into my pilot. Yeah, thoughts, that's but I, I enjoyed it. That's perfect. I really, I enjoyed the pilot as well. I, the only like cringy things that they caught me on where um when actually maybe that was I just watched rewatched one and then watched two again and actually now that I think about it some of these things happen in episode two for me the show I wasn't totally sold on it at the beginning um the only thing in the pilot that really though I was like I don't know if I can watch this show (laughs) was the like magical realism of the bounce at the end Oh, the going up the steps. They were like and dropping stuff and it yeah. would like float back up. I was like, what is this? And then they never did it again. No, never again. It was so weird. I was like, what is this? It was like the New Yorkers something. I don't it, know. It, yeah, it was like a poem about how yeah. the guy's trying to get up the steps. Well, I thought it made sense in it the Martin Shore. Martin Short's character, right? Yes, for Oliver. When, but when then they... When, she dropped did it them. for Mabel and um, Brazo. I was like, "What?" It was so. Do you mean Charles? I, they only. <laughs> they almost got me at that. I was like, "I don't know if I can do this." That. Um, but I felt yeah. like if I were to critique the pilot, it was like a. And it's they're thirty minutes, so not really. But it just felt like very slow. Like that to me was the last, yes. like the the slowest yeah. episode where I was like, when the fuck are they going to meet? Like, honest to God, how are these three people going to start a podcast together? It's 10 episodes long. And like, they don't well, talk all of episode one. So I was like, when are they going to meet? <laughs> well, they met like even somewhere in the middle, but it took them like so, like took so long for the case to like gain any momentum. Mm-hmm. And I do think that the show like gained a lot of momentum as it went on, which was great. Um, but yeah, I think those first two, three episodes where you're like, there's not enough facts coming to light for this to be something that they all are doing. You know what I mean? Right. Well, and I don't know if it's because of the way I watched it, like with a binge, but I think that you were supposed to believe that maybe Mabel had something to do with the murder because she was withholding that she knew the him. fact that she knew him. Yeah. Um, but they made her... T- it just, I never believed that she was actually in on it. Yeah. No, um, but yeah, so I. Well, honestly, even part of it was though that the two clowns were being so like ridiculous about it. That alone made me know that she didn't have anything to do with it. Right. Like they wouldn't mm-hmm. write it in that way. Right. Right. No, I agree. But I did think it was funny. Like I yeah. <laughs> was pleasantly surprised. What are some of your favorite bits? Or like funny things, and then we'll go into jokes. Okay, so I have three. As we said, the whole consent to being recorded bit. (laughs) Runner was so funny (laughs) every time. Um, Yeah, that was amazing. Um, Everyone being more sad about the cat. Yes, like everything about the cat was just hilarious including then the cat leg like it was all just the cat was brilliant like that was hysterical everything about the cat and then the therapist also um oh yeah like I take Venmo and yeah I take Venmo I'm on four six yeah um and then I also loved the like um community meetings 
Uh Every time they had one of those. It felt very Stars Hollow town meeting. Yes. Yes. Yeah, those landed every time for me. Um, I like that they didn't overdo it. Yes. Like there wasn't one an episode. Yeah. I also loved the running gag about how bad Martin Short's musicals were. Yes. Like the swimming Spl- one. Splash. <laughs> he like Splash. made a splat when he was like the yeah. Um yeah, that was really funny. Okay. I loved just how many times um Oliver talked about dips. Like mm-hmm. I was I laughed every time those dips. Mm-hmm. Um I don't I guess this would be like sort of a bit, but Charles just taking selfies with everybody because he didn't have a picture with people in the building. Yes. Yep. Loved that. Yeah, well, be suspicious. I'm gonna count this as a runner, even though I think it's I don't know where it would fall maybe a B plot maybe not we'll talk about it more in B B plots but just Tina Fey being in it and like playing a podcaster Mm -hmm. um and then my last one is that obviously this is a heavily spoiled podcast but Mm -hmm. I loved that Jan the murderer had a box labeled Jansel toxins Mm -hmm. (laughs) and made me laugh so hard yeah no that was brilliant okay now let's get into the jokes I got some dialogue written down Okay, you start. I started with bits. Okay. Do you want me to just keep? Okay, I'll just go. So when they sneak in to see Tim Kono after he's been shot and the detective comes out and starts questioning him and mm-hmm. there, she's like, did you did you know the the deceased? And they're like, just in passing. And he's like, not his passing, but before his passing. We've passed him physically, not after he's passed. That mm-hmm. made me, I was, that's what I was like, okay, this is good. Um, the way they talk about being old, I loved when they were like, dear Mabel or greetings, Mabel, which one sounds more casual and like debating that. Mm-hmm. Um, when they said, maybe we should make a podcast about Evelyn after everyone was like memorializing the cat at the team. Yes. Is that meaning? Um, Bunny saying, look, nobody liked him. Can we all just be grateful that he's gone? Mm-hmm. Tim's first meeting with Mabel when he says, yeah, you look pretty poor made me yep. laugh out loud. I laughed out loud too. I was like, no. <laughs> I was like that might be the first no. time that I like actively like was like, oh, okay. Like I wish I had my yeah. phone to be taking notes. Um, when he was trying to, when Charles was trying to come up with the score for the musical or for the podcast and Oliver says, you're scoring a murder mystery, not doing a hobbit's wedding. Yes. Killed me. <laughs> um, when Charles is convinced that I loved everything about Mabel and Oscars, like before we knew before they knew that he was safe yeah but um she can't say anything so just chilling is code for help I've been taken hostage like Charles's belief that she had been like everything she was when she was like I'm just chilling in Washington Square Park and he's like no 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 that she means that means she's been taken hostage and they were like yeah what which I guess the other bit would be the lot or the boys podcast the green boys or whatever where they talk about horticulture the two guys, know. the two guys who picked them up in Long Island and are like oh, talking yeah. about like, the number of like, I don't know, I liked that. Yes. And then um, Oscar saying the saddest thing about this is if Jan weren't a murderous maniac, she'd be perfect for Charles. Because yes. <laughs> when Charles started to confess, like, I think even if I, even if I had known you were a murderer, I still think I would have loved you. Mm-hmm. When he gets her to confess, I was like, holy shit, I believe him. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what are your jokes? Those are all of mine. Um, so in the first or second episode, I think it's in the first, um, Charles asks um, Mabel to like check out Tim Kono's social media, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, didn't find much. He didn't post very much. And Charles goes, all right, well, we've exhausted the internet. <laughs> Again, just another thing about them being so much older. Like, I love, I thought yes. they did such a good job of not playing it too heavy, but like yeah. actually pointing out like what it's like to have a conversation mm-hmm. with a grandpa. Yes. Yes. It really is. Yeah. That's the thing. It really did feel pretty authentic to having a conversation with an older person who lives in your building. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. No, it's, that's the internet. <laughs> yeah. The internet, we, it's like going to, I'm that's in the dark web I, now. You know, um, uh, and then lead, like later on in the season, um, Mabel says, I can't tell if you're acting or not. And Oliver says, oh, believe me, when he's acting, you can tell. (laughs) 
Oh, yes. Too good. Um, and then when Mabel says 70 is the new 40. <laughs> to Charles. Um, what else? I loved that um, Charles and Mabel, like, he, I think because then he follows it up with being like, I wish you'd be nicer to me. And she's like, I know. And like, she's never <laughs> nicer to them. <sighs> loved it. Um, oh, when Charles says every true crime story is actually true for someone. <laughs> and I think Oliver's like, you just realized that? Like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like it is not breaking news. Uh-uh. Um, yeah, she's a poisoner who used a label maker. Classic. Um, she has little toxins. That felt to me like very Parks and Rec. Yeah. Like just that one, just yeah. the use of little, like little. You know, it was right. A little, little Sebastian. Um, uh, when Jan says, sadly, I will not be seeing you, but sooner or later. <laughs> <laughs> to the end, Jan. To the end. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much the highlights for me. As far as joke. I also loved the whole, um, I think this might be, I put it in B plots, but it's definitely a, a bit that, be, I don't know. The bassoon cleaner. Yes. Same thing, he was a sex toy. I loved everything yes. about that and laughed so hard. And then when they circled back to it and they were trying to figure it out. <laughs> like yeah. What it was. <laughs> when Oliver was like, I just want to know what his sex life was like. Like him <laughs> being like, I just want to get to the, this is the part that doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Okay, honestly, maybe I don't know if that was the point where I was like oh it was her but it might have been I was always a little sus of Jan not that I ever thought that like for the it's not like I thought it was her for most of the time I did not but I was like what is her deal you know Mm -hmm. what I mean she was so weird kind of the whole time she gave like a very unhinged energy at that first date when she like went on and on and on and on the I mean I think I started getting suspicious when she kind of like joined the group because I was like yeah. you weren't invited right and, and then the I started they had Charles like defend her so much I was like oh this yeah. is red flaggy <laughs> but then I liked that Oliver hated her so then I was like maybe yes. they just did it because it's funny right and like- then there was another part where I was like oh no she's for sure I almost feel like now in hindsight, now that we like heard her confession and see how truly unhinged she was, she was like mad that Teddy Demas was getting the credit for her murder. Mm-hmm. But at the time it felt like I was like agreeing with her. I was like, there's four episodes left. Like it's not the Demas's like, right. They did do the first murder, which yeah, I thought was smart that they still like had them go away. Yeah. Like they didn't have to like, they weren't truly innocent. Um, right. I agree. And then yeah, I wasn't expecting to solve two murders in this. I think I figured two it out. Two murders like, in the building in this one fucking show. I think I figured it out like at the exact same time they did, which was when she lied about being the first chair. I was like, oh, she did it. Like she's a murderer. That's whenever I yep. did, which is like really about the same time mm-hmm. they like did the Google about the. And then I think when it said like something instrument, I was like, oh, that's chance. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Maybe that. I, I probably. I also, I guess it's funny, but also like the funny meme her biting remark of like didn't you tell that my type of man is like lonely unhappy and live in this building i was like holy shit brutal (laughs) we got a chuckle because she was so fucking unhinged she was brutal um i guess not like so i personally didn't think really any part of this was sad did you have a heartbreak scene i mean i guess there was like four murders but um is turning point after this? Yeah. Okay. I I'm only going off of notes, not off of like our thing. Um. But every time we do this, every single time, I think I should talk to Sophie about moving turning point up before jokes. So it's like we just go right into it from the pilot. Like, why do you watch right. the show? Because most of the time, it's from the pilot. Oh, like above jokes. Yeah, like I think it should be like oh, pilot yeah. turning point and then jokes because every time yeah. I feel like then we have to go back to talk about right, right, right. But I don't oh, realize cool. it until right now. Yeah. No, like every time thing. we do it. We'll do it next. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, back to the show we're covering. Um, what was your heartbreak scene from Only Murders in the Building? You know, I mean, like you said, the show, well, I, I want to call it a heartbreak scene, but I, it was tough. The whole thing with 
Oliver asking his son for money. That's what I wrote down too. I was just bummed. It almost rubbed me the wrong way. I was like, really? Like, it was, and it was probably because Oliver did it like so grossly, like was obviously there when the kids weren't there. Like, obviously isn't super around. And when his son was like, we'll sell the apartment, dad. And he was like, it's all I have. And his son was like. That was such a bummer to me though. Cause I was like, oh, I believe him. Yeah. Like no, his that musicals are shit. Well, just his marriage whole. is okay. I wonder if season two, if they'll explore like why his marriage fell apart. Cause she was like in the splash. Um, oh, sales right. pitch. Right. But yeah. I put that one down. I also, I mean, this is just like a societal like bummer, but just like Oscar being wrongly like incarcerated yeah. oh and then God. coming out to his friend being murdered. Like, and yeah. then like, honestly, when you think about it and not that it, it didn't like bum me out the whole time, but like in hindsight, like just Tim Kono's existence was very sad mm-hmm. that he had like literally, like he was an asshole and yeah. like sucked, but also like he watched his friend get framed for like there just was a lot of sad around him oh yeah that friend group was like full of sad so sad did you think it was so just a question did you think it was weird how quickly because I kind of did they hooked up Oscar and Mabel well I wanted it to happen so same but I was thinking like okay last time they all saw each other he was dating the girl who was murdered (laughs) Yeah. And then he gets out of prison and spends like the whole show yeah. took place over the course of like a month. I know, but they I was just kind of like, sort of laid the groundwork when they did that flash, that very first flash. He's like, you look so, yeah. Mm-hmm. And her kind of cheating on cheating. I'm using air quotes for our listeners with um, what was the the son's name? The Dima's son, oh. Theo. Yeah, yeah. When she was kind of like, yeah. like obviously they were planting scenes that the relationship wasn't super healthy. Mm-hmm. I think to probably like cast a little yeah. bit of suspicion if he could have murdered her, that he could have murdered Tim Quono. But um, I don't know. I thought it was just like a little quick for. It didn't really bother me. I wouldn't say it bothered me. I was just kind of like, oh, R.I.P. to your girlfriend. Then. I mean, she died like eight years ago, and he didn't kill her. I know, but still, I think I'd be like, you remind me of my dead girlfriend. I mean, yeah, but it wasn't <laughs> like random high school girlfriend. Yeah, true. That maybe didn't he didn't know what her name like, was, but hear a ton about her anyway. I don't know. I enjoyed them as a couple. Very happy with their pairing. Just shocked yeah. it happened so early. Yeah, that is a short show though. So yeah, that's true. Okay. I didn't have a ton of time. Turning point. When did you buy into the show? Um, when we found out that she knew Tim Kono. Oh my god, same. I was like, what? <laughs> I literally like took a beat and was like, is that the guy? <laughs> like, I was like, wait. Yeah. I was like, no. Hold on. Oh. No. But yeah, I mine was the exact same. Cause then I was like, okay, I'm interested. Yeah, same. Um, okay, let's get into B plots. You wanna just ping pong? Yeah. So the first one was I wouldn't, and we can kind of combine them, but both the cat and the dog plots I enjoy. <laughs> yeah, the poison white dog. The poisoning. The poisoning of the pets. The poisoning of the pets. Um, I, I, I'm not going to repeat myself. We talked about it in the jokes, but it was, in fact, an entire plot, the whole cat thing with the leg and the stealing of the freezer and all that stuff. I just thought mm-hmm. it was cute and funny. I loved them breaking into Tim's apartment. Loved everything about that. And I loved the Nancy Drew or the the Hardy Boys. Mm-hmm, the wall books. of Hardy Boys books. Mm-hmm. And I liked that one because obviously it was really cool that then he had all that jewelry in there. And two, I liked it because it was like, oh, their friendship did mean something to him. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it kind of humanized him for the audience. Yeah. And the same way they were trying to humanize them for his their like audience. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, I enjoyed Jan and her music. Like I <laughs> Like, I know she ended up being unhinged, but she was a great villain. And before she was a villain, she was a good girlfriend. And weird. Yeah. Yeah. And her little music thing was like sort of like cutesy. And it was beautiful. Like, it sounded really nice. Mm-hmm. I liked them like playing back and forth. Yes. That yeah. Was sweet. It was, yeah, very cute. Um, my next one was everyone Loki hating Charles in the building. Yep. Like, I loved when he was like, I don't send money. I think it's elitist. I send signed headshots. I like almost, I like croaked. 
<laughs> and all of us like, maybe you should stay here. Cause like, I think people like you listen to like Tim Kono. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Um, I like detective Williams, like whole arc, like mm-hmm. the whole journey from the very beginning of being like, you fucking dumb podcaster like true crime nuts to like the middle where she was like okay this is starting to seem weird like I never sent the phone to the lab like they closed it they said to not send it like she couldn't send it because they had closed the case already so she couldn't like reopen it yeah I'm still kind of confused how Jan had any political like because when it was the Demas says I was like oh they probably have like they're the deli kings so they have a little bit more sway with the police force but not I thought the phone thing, it was an accident. Maybe it was an accident and then they she, like, like had found it, it closed. Randomly and she was like, oh, fuck. But then they, she said something like, I can't reopen it. Maybe she meant like for her, she would get in trouble if she like had overlooked. Right, yeah. She was like, something. we've already moved on and, yeah. and maybe sending the phone off would have reopened it because there's new evidence. And she was like, I wouldn't do that. I'm just going to send this to you guys. Yeah, I loved I that. I also liked the way she talked about like emotions, like having the yeah. show in her head, like talking about the TV show. Um, I loved the splash pitch. Yes. I loved it. And then I loved the splash opening where 12 men just jumped one after another and didn't make it to the pool. Not that that happened. They all lived, but I loved him telling Charles because Charles was like, you dumb idiot. You were so fucking Mm -hmm. stupid. I loved everything about it. Yeah. Um, I loved the super fans. Oh my God. I love the super fans. (laughs) It's brilliant. Um, it's like a current culture thing to include. That's what kind of what I was thinking about when I was like doing my episode prep. I was like, oh my gosh, what show would we want to, like, what show would we be super fans? You know, like, because that yeah. is kind of the dream, right? Like you're listening to something okay. and you're like yelling. Like I know people when they listen to our podcast are like, how the fuck haven't they mentioned right. X yeah. yet? And it's like, I've done that in my car listening to recaps being like, are they ever going to talk about? And then they don't. So that was like the dream. Yeah. And it was also, I appreciated that it was like the exact amount of New York people that would be aware, which was like three. (laughs) Also, I meant to say this in the jokes part, but I did love when he was like, do I wish our fans were like more hygienic? Yes. Do I wish they were a little bit more on the pulse of being cool? Of course. (laughs) The best we've got? I hope not. Like I loved the way he talked about it so much. Um, My next B plot that I really enjoyed was the turkey so like them going to see cinda and then her being like can't turn away a person with a turkey and then them just stealing the turkey bit and taking it to sting and being like we this is our first time doing it we realize it's weird so we won't be doing it (laughs) i loved everything about sting yes i loved tina fey or cinda going on tv making fun of them for sting being (laughs) it was hilarious um so like the Theo of it all was arguably a pot. It wasn't really B pot, but mm-hmm. whatever. It wasn't directly the murder. So, but I liked the like sidetrack that they went off on with Theo and like the thieving of the jewelry and all this shit. Um, I thought it was very good distractor from like the actual. I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but I did think it was so like, interesting for them to do a no audio episode. So we were in Theo's shoes, like what it would be like. Yeah, that was crazy. For someone with like extreme ADD, it was like not the best for me because I kept looking away and being like, shit, there's no, nobody's going to talk. Mm-hmm. But I did think it was like a really cool premise. Mm-hmm. They did an episode of Buffy that way too. That was like, oh, really? well, they like the monster took their voice. Oh, well, okay. Um, I loved their trip to Long Island. I loved them making fun of Long Island, a place I have never been. I loved accurate. All the jokes, the car ride. I loved them following. I loved every single part of the Long Island trip. Yes, I agree. It was amazing. Um, Um, the last one I have is, um, sort of slash relationships. I just liked everything about Oscar. hot and I enjoyed him being on my screen and he seemed like a nice boy and I'm glad that that's all he was like he never ended up being bad he never ended up like he was just like supportive supportive friend who'd been wronged and I liked the reveal of him being the tie guy tie dye guy too yes Yes. like I liked that they didn't shy away from it being him but like that he 
was actually innocent. You know what I mean? Like yes, he was innocent yes. of all charges. I liked that he ended up being nice. Yeah, I agree. And he did have good chemistry with Selena, with Mabel. Yeah, yeah. So I have like three more. Before she was murdered, I, I know you kind of already said this. I did enjoy Charles and Jan. Like I thought they were mm-hmm. funny. Yes. Um, the fans being included, we are talking about. I loved the the sex tones and bassoon cleaner being the clue. Like I thought that was so funny that that was the big clue that like solved mm-hmm. the whole like the whole thing. Yeah. Um, I think we'll agree on our worst B plot. Did you have any confusing before we go into worst? Um. Or like what or why or you know. Um I I mean the only thing that I really had a confusion about was like the Mabel apartment situation of it That's all. what I had written down. Um like why did she not do more with it? And like I know her mom said in Long Island like when they were out on Long Island, like you need to move forward with your life. And she was like, I haven't moved like I can't hold a job. Like she kind of went into like how she's been stunted and yeah. But I'm like, what does it have to do with like construct like the construction of the apartment? Like it looked like she was a squatter, but then they explained the ant thing so early, right? But she was also like no construction men ever came. Like she, the apartment had clearly been gutted. I noticed at one point there was curtains up, so I was like, okay, maybe like every episode she's like moving forward in her progress in her apartment. But then it was just curtains and then the building, which I'm like, why would you draw the building in the building you left? It, it, right. It was so bizarre. And yeah, I was like, what is this girl doing for money? Like it, none of it made sense. No idea what she does for money. None. But like it was only, yeah. I mean, I'm oh, assuming her aunt's paying. They said Tim Kono had been there for eight years in that apartment, which either means that they're really young and just got out of school and his family lived there for eight years and then his parents went back to Japan and let him have the apartment or they were living in some other part of the building parents left left him the the apartment and then he he moves in and that's when the eight years starts but if that's when the eight years starts then they're like 32 well she said she's 28 like, like Mabel's character says that when he's like, I'm not going to take some like advice from a 26 year old no doubt, whatever. And he's like yelling at her. Charles is like yelling at her in the elevator and she gets off and she's like, by the way, I'm 28. So I just thought that he like took over the lease for his parents because yeah, when they talk okay, about, I always who, forget that people from New York can actually go to college here and never leave. So maybe that's it. Or maybe he like went away and then took the lease over like when he graduated at 22 yeah. or something, you know, like maybe right, he's a little bit yeah. older. Um, who was the one that was like Mabel was here? She was always running around. Like, who was the one that told the reveal that Mabel knew Tim Kona? Was that the super? Was that Oscar's dad? Who was the one that said that? I it might have been Oscar's dad, yeah. Was it the super? I can't well, remember who Theo said it now. Her, but I don't think Theo told anyone but his dad, and I don't think his dad told anyone. No. Because Theo definitely remembered her. Maybe it was Teddy Demas then. Maybe it might have been Oscar's dad because I think they might have been asking him about something else. Oh, yeah. Like how she's to something about like Tim. I don't know. I liked that reveal happened without like I liked all the times they lied to each other and got exposed without the other person being there. Yes. Um, Obviously, the worst is Jane Lynch. Oh, my God. If it was in episode nine, I would have turned it off. I thought this was a safe space. I need her to go away I, I need her to retire permanently that's what it's I, that's offensive my to me when she comes up like I feel like I'm being attacked yes and like her being the stunt double wasn't funny to me no she I hated like, it. I hated it over the whole show for an episode I was like what are you doing why are you here why is this even I feel like she was supposed to like throw us off the scent that Jan was the murderer but all I could think was okay now Jan's for sure the murderer because Jane Lynch likes her um and like when she was like changing the bandage after she got stabbed, which still like, it's insane to me that that woman stabbed herself and then kept it in her air vent, like the knife. Right. Also all, all of her being like, I've, I've seen paper cuts do worse damage than that. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I just hate, I hated it. I hate yeah, her. I hate Jane Lynch. And I hate, and I hate how she came in and like, I know it was supposed to be for the character of her being like overstepping and like making herself extra comfortable at Charles's house. 
um, which is like supposed to play into like how she's like a better Charles than Charles, mm-hmm. like, whatever. Didn't think it was funny. I felt like it was very in character with her in real life. I didn't enjoy when he was like, she even did my sex. Like, I just was like, stop. Like, yeah. Why is she even here? Like, why is she here? Why did we need your stunt double? I thought it was going to come into play. Right. Like, literally wasn't. I thought it was going to be like, it was almost as as a decoy. Indy Kaling like lost a bet to Jane Lynch. And that meant that Jane got to be on the show. (laughs) Well, Steve Martin, yeah, Steve Martin created it. So I'm like, does he have like a good friendship with? Oh, yeah, right. This is a yeah. show. This is a Steve Martin or Martin Short show. No, yeah. Okay. Steve Martin created it with another guy. Well, it feels like Steve. It Martin felt Fox very where I was like, how? Or Martin Short, whatever. It, it just felt the same way I feel every time she's in an episode of Maisel, which is, I don't know if I still like Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. And yeah, I do, but it, I hate her. She's awful. Anyway, let's take a quick break and um, I'm going to calm down from my extreme hatred of Jane Lynch Lynch. and then we'll come back for stats and our single best scene all right and we're back so you want to go first with uh, your uh character stats or your stats of the show yes um my favorite character was Mabel my favorite relationship was Mabel and Oscar. Shocking. <laughs> shocking, um, shocking. I know, right? My favorite episode was episode five where they go to Long Island <laughs> called The Twist. And that's it. So my favorite character was Oliver. My favorite relationship was Oliver and Mabel because I couldn't see how they work in the beginning. And it was definitely Mabel and Charles. But then, nope. Those mm-hmm. two loved that duo. Mm-hmm. And my favorite episode was episode eight fan fiction with the fans. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So if now the moment everybody's been waiting for, what is your single best scene from Only Murders in the Building? Okay. So as usual, I cheated and I <laughs> picked an episode, <laughs> picked the entire silent episode. Oh, really? Episode seven. Yeah. Well, because at first I was like, what's going on and then I was like oh they're committing to this mm-hmm. <laughs> um but I just thought it was so interesting especially it was just such an interesting choice especially because Theo was like such a hot suspect at this point and I mean it's a tv show about a fucking podcast and you're really gonna make a whole episode silent mm-hmm. which also goes to remind everyone that people with hearing impaired who are hearing impaired can't listen to podcasts right it's like not a thing that they can do so um I know like when he said that he was like oh you've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately I was like you're such a dick yep um so I also thought that actor and um Nathan Lane did a great job playing father and son like their dynamic was really good I mean for a silent episode that moved the plot along so much it so much happened like it was like them really- getting kidnapped and then like tied up right it was like, was how are they gonna work out of this I, that then they was, just were out yeah but um yeah I kept going back and forth if I hated Nathan Lane or not like I couldn't remember <laughs> like, I love Nathan Lane um yeah I think I do too but um anyway yeah that it was just like such a bold move to throw in um a little bit like putting Jane Lynch into the show but the some bold moves work some bold moves work and it was this like whole because I mean you said Buffy they did in Buffy but I've actually mm-hmm. never seen a silent entirely silent randomly silent episode of TV yeah in Buffy it was I read an interview with Sarah Michelle Geller who was like I was so excited to do that episode because I was so tired like of talking and you know doing all of the stuff that I thought it would be easier and she was like it was the hardest episode because like we had to convey so much without words and I was like oh yeah that makes sense yeah but that would be difficult for sure well I couldn't have gone in the more opposite direction for my single best scene what is your single best scene mine is when um Mabel and Charles go to weird cat guy Howard's apartment and it's just a comedy of errors Mm -hmm. like they compliment the cat on the wall who's actually not the right cat and then he's trying to get him to say he's being recorded. And yes. so he's like, she's looking down on us, almost like you are being recorded. And he was like, what? <laughs> uh, that uh, Then his nose starts to bleed. Then Howard immediately passes out like so fast. <laughs> then he goes to get the, the ice and steals a cat leg. 
and then um they find out there's no way he could be a murderer because he like can't be present for extremely bloody murders and just the way mabel said that which was like so you could like she was like so disappointed i don't know that episode that was when i just like loved it so much and i've thought about that scene the most since Uh um yeah so that was my single best scene of the the show i almost did the reconciliation between oliver and his son whenever he came over and he was like brought the dog back and he was like do you want to hang out like i don't actually need money like things are good but like do you just want to like come in and i'll tell you about yeah all that stuff so that was my runner-up of like an actual like heartwarming yeah scene but i went comedy because that was Mm -hmm. very it was just i watched it again twice how quickly that guy falls when his nose starts to bleed i mean it's so fast um okay so uh so before we go into recommendations quick news as i think almost everybody knows the show has been renewed for a second season and they really set up the season two with the big season one twist of mabel laying over uh bunny's dead body covered Mm -hmm. in blood which very excited for how that and who texted them to get out of the building um so it's already started filming which is good. So as of January, 2021, it's been filming. And randomly the article that I found said, Shirley MacLaine and Amy Schumer will be in the second season. So. Okay. Okay. Um, so what's your recommendation for the people this week? So mine is a song slash radio station. Um, the song is called wild as you by Cody Johnson. Are you familiar? (laughs) Um, I blacked out at a Cody Johnson concert once and got asked to leave yeah. in college. So yes, I, he's very short. Wild okay. is you? Yeah. And the wild, if you do the radio option on Spotify, um, because I found it on the like Texas, it's like Texas tunes or something. It's like one of the Spotify playlists. Heart of Texas mm-hmm. is what the playlist is called. Um, it's like a official spotify playlist and it was the first song and i realized that i was like oh this is the vibe i was actually going for and whenever that happens i just radio that song the radio stations are really good on spotify it's amazing and so that whole vibe i have been like listening like on repeat to for the past like week it has like parker mccollum um pat green uh you know wade bowen whiskey myers like this whole like category of like country it's all texas country like yeah it's texas country, air quotes it's texas like it, that's like what um, i went and saw like all not I'm like sure full it's, ballads but like yeah whiskey myers category i've also seen um when they came to texas state but that sounds that sounds good. I started listening to a ton of country music whenever I was watching oh. Yellowstone. Cause like literally every mm-hmm. listen. Okay, great. Every you song the is wild as you, and you are like, I actually, should I just like move to Montana? Yeah. <laughs> like, I think Montana would be fun. Uh, yeah. Because like the chorus is like, like literally like wild horses are, is one of the lyrics. And you're like, <laughs> wow. Like, wow. Like where's okay, Casey maybe. breaking in that horse? right yeah anyway that is my recommendation what is your recommendation my recommendation is a another podcast i really stuck hard with the podcast theme this week Mm -hmm. um it's called after work drinks so it's like pop it's a pop culture commentary podcast but they're australian and so it's two girls so they comment on like just pop culture broadly but they also have some like niche australian things which is kind of interesting to listen Mm -hmm. to but like they call it the bachelorette u.s or which I think is just like funny because it's just, you know, we Americans make everything like just so specific to us. Like we invented it. (laughs) And they went on, I was listening before we started going and they went on this whole like really interesting topic about, which I think they just talk about such different, like, you know how your, like your Instagram algorithm, you kind of get the same people with the same, like it's like you're in your own echo chamber. So even though it's still pop culture, which is something I'm interested in, they're talking about things that like keep it or like US-based pop culture podcasts don't talk about and so they went on like a really interesting rant about how like or or conversation not rant about how like Megan King or (laughs) Megan Fox I almost said Megan King Edmonds which yeah so them and then Courtney and Travis Barker Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles and 
Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson, like those women in those relationships are like revamping the way we look at divorces. Have you heard this? No. Cause it's like, it used to be like the, the man would move on really quickly and we'd be like, poor Jennifer, like Jennifer Aniston yeah. can't find love, but like, mm-hmm. look at Bradley or like Jen Gardner, boohoo. But now these women are like out dating, like they then went into a conversation about like the manic pixie dream boy, which yeah. is like Pete Davidson, like, yes, yes. And so I, I thought it was really interesting and I hadn't heard anybody, I'm sure tons of people have made that talking, but like how they've, they've yeah. like kind of re, Unique they're like doing a, they're like doing PR for divorces. Like it's not <laughs> sad to be a female divorce, like, you know, yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's true. Like these men all profess their love so much more. And they're also dating the exact opposite. Like who mm-hmm. has four kids with Sir Scott Disick and ends up with Travis Barker, who's mm-hmm. like covered in tattoos or like. Megan Fox having kids and being married to Brian Austin Green, like 90210 teen heartthrob to oh. then date like machine or be engaged to machine kind Kelly. So no, no, it was just interesting. And I was like, man, I like, it's always nice to hear new pop culture takes. Yes. No, I agree. About people I don't really care about too. So that's nice. Right. Yeah. Not super invested. This isn't a, uh, Chase and Madeline. <laughs> no, this is no Chase and Madeline. Granted when they cover Outer Banks. Ooh, I'll be. Yeah, fired up. I don't think that third season the relationship good that there. maybe never was. I don't know. I just we'll see in season three if the relationship was real because I don't I think don't if they can act like a couple being broken up, I'll believe it was fake the whole time. But if it's bad acting from Chase in season mm, three, yeah. I will think it was real. Chase will be the tell for sure. Chase, Madeline's a good actress. We've talked about it a lot. Yeah, she's. Give those female CW or give those female leads, her and Lily, give them a TV show of their own. Lily. Wow. Reinhardt. And it would just be acting their asses off. Cole and Chase can just. Sorry, one more thing. And then I will, will say goodbye. But Netflix released a, like a reel that was make, like it was a TikTok reel that was like, I like you have like that whole, like, I like you or you're cool if you listen to this. And it did Riverdale and it was like, you're a weirdo. You don't like to be, and it like went into Jughead's speech. <laughs> anyway, it made me think of you. Cause I was like, man, I do feel like we've forgotten how fucking weird that like yeah. scene is. Can you go tell I'm a weirdo? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm a weirdo. I do weird shit. Yeah. Like, All right. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in and staying with us yeah. and joining us in season four. Yeah, we've got a lot of very exciting shows lined up for you this season. We really um, And yeah, if you want an advanced list, just reach out on Instagram if you want to follow along. Um, hopefully you have already watched some of the shows we're going to cover, but um, if not, there's plenty of time for you to, to get them under your belt. So we hope to see all of you um, along this spring. Yes, and next week we will be covering... Sex Lives of College Girls, if you want to watch before the episode drops in two weeks. It's on HBO, right? HBO Max. Yes. Yes. It is. All right, guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye.